Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. So it literally didn't make any sense to me to go play with other people's children and not get paid handsomely for it. So I immediately knew that if I was going to be away from my kids for any moment, I was going to charge a lot. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Hey there. Today's guest is Audrey Woolard with Kids and the City. Audrey first picked up a camera when her four kids were young and she had quit her job to be a stay-at-home mom. Audrey valued her time away from her family so much so that she right away started charging high-end prices when she first started her business. Audrey specializes in photographing kids, teens, and families, and she does this with a la carte pricing only, no packages, and she makes an absolute killing doing this. Another thing she talked about during our chat is that it is rare to have a client not come back again for at least a second shoot, and that most of her clients come back year after year. So we talk a lot about that. Audrey is a Nikon ambassador, pro photo legend of light, and she's just such a cool person, and I feel really honored that I got to interview her. She shared so much incredible information for you, so let's get started. Hey, Audrey, welcome to the Portrait System. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you. I've been I started following you on Instagram like what, a couple months ago, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk to her because I haven't interviewed anyone who has this sort of, I guess, style that you do with with photographing. Oh, that's good. That makes me feel good. I always wonder if I'm sticking out like a sore thumb or blending in. You never like know. <laughs> well, okay, so you're in Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. then I'm going to try to just kind of describe what you do and tell me if I'm if I'm like heading in the right direction. So it seems to me that you do high-end kids and teens portraiture on location outside with like just really beautiful light. (laughs) Yes, and thank you for saying it's beautiful. (laughs) You're welcome. You deserve that compliment. Is that, did I I hit that head on? You hit it head on. So that's, that is what is my business as of today. Yes. All right. Awesome. So I know that you are a, a Nikon ambassador and then you mm-hmm. are a pro, a pro photo legend of light. Yes. So clearly you've been doing this for a while, right? Um, so now you're going to make me date myself. So yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a long time. So, so when did you start? Like, it, and have you always been a photographer? Um. I started 2005, and no, I have not always been a photographer. I was actually a computer programmer, and I loved it, 
And I ended up quitting because for whatever reason, my husband and I kept having babies and I became a stay-at-home <laughs> mom. And because our younger three are a year apart, I call them the tripod. So um, I quit my job and became a stay-at-home mom. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, how do you even work at that point when all three of them are a year apart? Yeah. That's like insanity. Yeah. <laughs> That probably explains why people say I'm insane today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so you had your three babies, and then you just decided you're a stay-at-home mom. And then how did you end up picking up a camera? So um, I quit my job when my—we have four kids. We have four boys. Four um, boys? Yeah, we have four. Oh, my goodness. We had one for a long, long time, just like one only, and then— I was like, hey, let's have another. So he was planned. And every anyway, I give you my whole family story. But <laughs> I quit when my second Jacob was like nine months old. And I started staying home. And my husband came home one day with like this really cheap point and shoot camera that he bought from his sister. And he was like, maybe this will, you know, keep you busy, have some fun. And it had this little I'm saying little, but it had a disc Adobe Photo Deluxe in there, this whole digital camera stuff. And so I was like, oh, wow, yeah. So I started taking pictures with this crappy camera and I loved it. I loved, loved, loved it. It was yeah. it was like so like um, addicting. Like I was, I still have these pictures. I printed them. I was like all in. And literally that's how it started. And I started like getting more glorified point and shoot. So like my dad, bought me one and he kept like upgrading because he liked the pictures my parents loved the pictures I was taking of my kids and people started saying you know how they tell a lot of you know especially mothers who um start taking pictures hey maybe you should go into business but Mm me I'm such a business head I like to call myself but I like went full in and it the rest literally is history that's literally how it started wow wow okay and, you, you know, you're not the first guest that I've had who end up picking up the camera because they had their, you know, these little kids. Mm-hmm. And and it starts out with just photographing the kids. And, yeah, it's interesting how that can turn into a business. Or people will say, like, when they got married, they had the experience with the wedding photographer, and they're like, I could do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it seems like weddings and babies are really a lot of the reason yeah. that some people get into it. It's like you know, I never said I was the person who was born with a camera in their hand. I was like, not. Mm -hmm. That was not me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So when you first started out in your business, were you just like, you know, charging enough to be sustainable? Did you start out as like shoot and burn? How did that all work? Okay. So um, back back then, (laughs) literally sound like Fred Flintstone. So, (laughs) but there was like no, there was no like digitals that like wasn't a thing. And Mm -hmm. My philosophy back then, and I, and in hindsight, it sounds so easy to like say it, but this is really truly how I felt because I quit my job to stay home with my kids. So it literally didn't make any sense to me to go play with other people's children and not get paid handsomely for it. So mm-hmm. I immediately knew that if I was going to be away from my kids for any moment I was going to charge a lot and literally I went out the gate high end 
because of that, not because of the prestige. Oh, you got to be a high-end photographer. No, uh-huh. it really wasn't that. I'm like, all right, I'm leaving my kids. My husband had, because we didn't do daycare. We, we made a pact not to put our kids in daycare. So when I left to go take pictures, he had to come home and watch the kids. So like even for him, because, you know, sometimes, you know, not a diss to men, but you know how men can be, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like if you're not going to make any money at this, why are you doing it? So that was my, that was my motivation. So no, no shoot and uh-huh. burn. I sold prints, went out the gate high end. That's awesome. And, you know, before we started recording, we talked a little bit about how there are certain things that we will be away from our kids for. And I know your kids are older now, but you said you could relate to when yours mm-hmm. were, were younger. Yeah. And I have a time limit of how long I'll be away from my children. If that doesn't fit in with an opportunity that I have, I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it is, it's, and it's interesting too. Cause when I think back, I have two little boys, they're three and five now. Mm-hmm. And I had them, let's see, I started my business at the, in 2012 and quit my, my social work job in 2014. And then I had my first son in 2016 and my second son in 2018. And it's funny because like right when I had my son, you would think that's when I would have slowed business down, but that's when it like, I I really, really was just making a ton of money. And now that you're saying it, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's because I was not going to be away from my family for nothing. Like my whole mindset changed. Yeah. So it's so interesting to hear you say that. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes now that my kids are all adults, um, you know, and I know how it is, you know, having young children. And then, you know, as women, we want to have something for ourselves. We want to have a life, something we love to do, you know, outside of our family. In hindsight, now that my kids are older, I literally have zero regrets because Mm -hmm. I spent, Mm -hmm. I even slowed down once they got into high school because I didn't want to miss basketball games. I, did, yeah. I changed yeah. so much of what I did around my family. Yeah. That's, gosh, it, we're, God, we're so much alike in this way because I'm this. I'm thinking that too. Like my kids, like I said, they're three and five now. I have one in kindergarten. And I I would like to not be shooting as much in the next couple of years mm-hmm. because again, like you said, I don't want to miss out on anything. Yep. Once they're starting sports and, and you know, I want to volunteer in the class and the, and and the, that's the, the beauty too of being an entrepreneur is you get to kind of decide when when you're going to work which is amazing yeah yeah and this isn't to say like part of me is kicking myself like it shouldn't take having kids for us to value our time like people with, out there who don't have kids like you don't have to have kids right. to value your time right. like you and I can just this is this was just what motivated us but it shouldn't take kids for us to value our time it's you know our time is valuable whether or not we have children or pets or you know we're single or whatever it is it's mm-hmm. just that was what it took for me to finally be like all right this is this is it and then just so, for everybody like everyone mm-hmm. has something that's a motivator it's you know mm-hmm. obviously with mm-hmm. it's kids it's a little bit more in your face but we all have that that something that will motivate us to make whatever change that you need to make you know, that will make you feel, I guess, you know, I don't know if the word I want to say is sustainable, but, you know, just good for yourself. Because I, I, you know, some of the things that I do, people used to say, well, why did you, you know, well, why? So like, even for example, I was speaking at, in that lat, well, two years ago, I remember I had to speak at WPPI and um, it was senior night for my third kid. And we were not missing that. 
we were just mm-hmm. late and there was like one flight to Vegas so we can make it in time. And we took like the crappiest flight to Vegas <laughs> to make it because we were not yeah. missing that, 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 you know, that night. And even the, and there was another time I remember the very first time I spoke for Nikon, my husband comes with me for these you know different events but one of our kids was playing in the basketball game. It's a really important game. And we know that they need our support. Obviously, I couldn't go, but my husband got on a flight so he can watch that game. So, like, we just put the kids first. And that's just the motivator in terms of, like, time. That's just it. Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah, boundaries around your, your private time, your family time, your friend time, you know, whatever that looks like to you is, it is, it's so, so, so important. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so when... I, I want to think about your business then, hmm. you know, when you you came, you said right out of the gate, like right then and there, high end. How how different is your business now compared to how it was then? And take out the educator piece. Like I know you're an educator as well, but if, if you were looking at just your, your photography business, how different is it now? Oh my gosh, it's actually the same. Which is fun. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, it's actually the, uh, and, and I sometimes feel I have to like conform because the times are just different, but I'm so stubborn that I have, <laughs> I, 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 I'm really, really bad with it. But no, it's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. All right. So, Audrey, take us through it then. Cause I know you said you do prints and you have, and I, I snooped on your website. It said your session fee is $450. Mm-hmm. So, that's all I know. T- so, take us through what a whole, experiences with you? Okay. So I do things kind of from a psychological perspective in terms of selling. Um, I have, I really just have a session fee in prints, five by seven, 65, eight by 10, 80. I'm going off of memory now. Eight by 10, 80, 11 by 14, 155 and 325 for 16 by 20 and you know and then just goes up from there but and then outside of just prints olive cart no packages i sell an album for twenty eight hundred dollars and that is twenty eight hundred yep nice and the thought process around that whole a la carte album philosophy no packages you know no no i guess what's the words i want to say pre thought, you know, Mm -hmm, item mm -hmm. to sell comes from a high-end selling perspective. So if you think about it like this, and if I end up airing my dirty laundry about my shopping habits, so be it. I don't care anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But um, when you go into a lot of high-end boutiques, when you get to a certain level, level, there are items that just exist in the back room. And they're always for sale to anyone but the sales rep likes to make you feel very special as if they're getting it just for you. So case mm, in point, mm-hmm. client says to me, or if I'm at a client's house, I'm just you know giving you a story here. I say, you know, oh, a canvas print would look really nice. Well, what's a canvas print? You know what? I can get this for you special. I can have it framed and I can just go into that entire sales point and it makes the client feel and it's, and, and, you know, it is that way, that this is something special just for them. If I had a price list of just everything on it, it takes up that special, personable mm-hmm. piece to it. A really big aspect of my business that, in hindsight, I didn't plan this, by the way. I know it now, but back then I didn't, is that 
I try to make people feel that they are my only client. I have a staff of 12, but I'm very much the very first point of contact in terms of email, in terms of whenever you want to speak to me, because I don't want to feel untouchable because the people that I deal with have choices. They have options. They don't have to come to me. They don't want to, Mm -hmm. but I've been with the majority of my clients literally since I've newborns. And now, I mean, most of them now are in college and they still come back every year. That is, that's pretty remarkable. I have so many questions to ask you right now. (laughs) Yeah. And, and like, I mean, I would like to think I'm a good photographer, but a lot of it is that I'm part of the family now and they, they want to come to me. And the secondary aspect of that is I take pictures as opposed to going to someone else and they have to continue that or begin a new relationship. They don't want to do that. They would rather spend the money with me because I know their kids. If they have like, you know, I'm, I'm actually dealing with a very long time client now and I've been photographing the oldest since she was a newborn, all the kids since we're newborns. But, you know, she's now a teenager. She's 17 and she's been going through some things. She gained a lot of weight and her mom knew she can say whatever it is to me to make sure those pictures come out to a point where her daughter is happy to see them. The mom Mm -hmm. wouldn't have wanted Mm -hmm. to do that with anyone else. So a big, huge part of my business is being extremely personable from a business perspective. I charge for that. And that's kind of, yeah. you know, where, where it goes. But that's, yeah, that's it. I don't look at it. I'm looking at your Instagram and there's someone, it says, happy 17th birthday to this lovely girl. Swipe to take a look at her throughout the years. And you can see where she's younger and you can see all the shoots that you've done of her and the variety that you've gotten. And it just, it's, you're planting the seed to people that I don't, it, people don't just come to me one time. Mm-hmm. They come right. to me multiple times. Like you're planting the seed on social media. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. If I don't get a return client, honestly, I feel I failed. I'm serious. Okay. So I want to talk about how you keep, you know, getting these return clients. And I also want to talk about this staff of 12 that you mentioned. <laughs> so I'm going to keep these on the back burner for a second because I just want to finish up with the pricing. So, so you, you know, you have the different print options and then you have this special album, but you said you don't have any sort of just like packages. It's just this a la carte. Mm-hmm. Just a la carte. Okay. So what about digitals? Do people get digitals? So yes and no. So they're technically not for sale, <laughs> but I do have some clients who would prefer to have some digitals and they usually get them with the album. And if I've been with you for a long time, then I will sell them. And that's $4,000. And that's like an add on. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So let's talk about how, how you keep these clients coming back. What, what do you feel like in your kind of, I guess, service experience that you're providing to people keeps them coming back? Mm, Okay. So from a photography perspective, I keep things, I think like a mom, because obviously I photograph, you know, kids and families. So I think like a mom in terms of a mom who doesn't want to be bothered, if that makes any sense. So mm-hmm. I tell them, don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of it. That's literally the motto. Don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of it. I'm not going to burden them with contracts. I'm not going to burden them with you know, this is the clothing list. I'm not going to burden them with, we have to photograph at six o'clock or eight o'clock in the morning, no in between. I'm going to be available, you know, at any point of the day. So from a photography perspective, I need to know how to do that. 
Now, from an Audrey perspective, that began because I was only, you know, photographing when my husband can come home, like, you know, to watch my kids. So I got really good at shooting at high noon. That came from my life. So I took that aspect and brought it into my business. So when moms say, hey, I'm only available at this time. Okay, great. I got it. You're, you know, perfectly fine. When clients deal with me, they know that A, they don't have to put a lot of work into making sure they get a great product. Mm-hmm. Two, they also know that I'm very upfront. I'm not going to just say stuff just to say it. If something doesn't look good, if I don't like what you're wearing, they know I'm going to say it. Because if, if I don't, I just do myself a disservice. I don't get a sale. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So right, totally. They know that they can trust. I build a lot of trust because I try my best to show up as authentic as I possibly can. And it, it just, it really just like works. I, I mean, I'm trying to like find, you know, reasons for that. Like the kids get along with me. I'm, I'm, you know, let's say for example, like if they've got like a, a son who just like, all right, I'm done. I don't want to be there. I'm so upfront with him. I'm like, you know what? Just give me two pictures and you're good. Uh, you know what? You know, you, if you didn't do that right. If you don't do it right, I'm taking a hundred more pictures. It's all like a joke. Do you know what I mean? But uh-huh, it's like, uh-huh. I'm, I'm so like, I guess to them, um, but this is a bad word. I think I'm so normal. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah, I just don't, I don't take myself too seriously. I don't try to pre-plan what I think people are going to say. Instead, I'm, I pick up on people and I'm very much go with the flow, I guess. This was, that was a ramble, Nikki, that <laughs> I think about it. No, well, you said some good things in there though. Really what it's about is the connection. It's like the connection that you're making with people. And also, like you said, making it easy. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, when people will say like, well, I gave them my business card and they didn't call me. And I'm like, all you did is gave them something to put on their to-do list. Get their information if you can. Make it easy. Follow up with them. Find out when they're available. I mean, it's just a matter of making uh, making life easy for them and connecting are two things that I think as soon as they need this experience again, they're like, oh, yeah, Audrey's my girl. She made it easy. It was fun. She made my kid feel comfortable. And I love the product. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to is that connection, the service. And it doesn't matter what you cost at that point because you just did what they needed from you. That's absolutely true. And one thing, you know, I don't want to come off like I'm, you know, this, you know, uber confident person. I mean, I'm confident in a lot of areas, but I've got a lot of insecurities too. But with my business, I'm really confident in my choices and I don't overthink it. And I find that um, a lot of photographers um, tend to overthink and they don't trust themselves. So they try to say, you know, what if they don't buy anything? So now they got to put something in place because of what they think will happen. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, and, and that mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, sets them up, I, in my opinion, for setbacks. So I don't do that. Instead, I am confident in the product that I deliver. I'm confident in what I, you know, what I do. And that, and that I guess, I guess feeling you know, that energy transcends to the client and they want that. They want to know you're confident in every choice that you make. If you have any sort of doubt, that energy tends to transcend to a client. And, and you know, and that's what you don't want. So I try my best to be confident with my decisions 
if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it works, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I will sleep well at night. And that's what I think a lot of photographers, photographers really, really need to um, practice is having that confidence in what they deliver. Absolutely. And it goes all, like all goes back to that self-value. And, you know, Sue teaches that just amazingly. And it mm-hmm. is really hones in on it because it's so, so important. And that's just another example, exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. So, you know, oftentimes in our group, we hear people say things like, but what if, what if they don't buy? Or what if they don't like this folio box and they want an album? Or what if they tell me I'm not worth it or whatever? And it's like, we could come up with what ifs all day long, but you're creating a story that's causing you anxiety and it hasn't happened. And likely mm-hmm. it's not going to if you... Exactly what you said, Audrey, when you are confident about what you're presenting to them, why why are they going to question it? And yeah, not everyone's going to book you. And that's okay. Like, that's just normal. That's a law of averages, right? Right. But like, if you're just like wavering back and forth all the time, and what if that, you'll never have a successful business. Because if I had said like, well, what if they say no? Or, or what if, you know, they don't want to shoot during the week and they only want to do weekends and all this, like my business wouldn't be what it is today. I'm available on these days. This is my pricing. But I will say too, though, I know I have a strong portfolio just like you do. Like there are certain things that people, you know, you really have to make sure that you have covered. You have to have a good portfolio. You know, you've got to have a website that looks professional. You know, there are certain things that really should be in place before you, you know, before everything starts to happen and you're getting the clients or whatever. Right. But once you've got some of those, at least some of those things in place, it does not need to be perfect whatsoever. But when you can just, just, it's all about that confidence and just going for it. Yeah. I think, you know, people, I think people in general, not even just photographers, but people in general, it's easy to, to um, blend in. It's harder to stand Mm -hmm. out. And Mm -hmm. if People just take the courage, have the courage to be different, stand out. I pride, some, it, it gets lonely at times, but I try my best not to blend in. I just don't like to do it. Like, you know, one of the things I do with my clients is, and people laugh at it, is that I will not take them to a place to photograph them um, where they can envision the shot. I want it to be the crappiest looking location ever where they can't say that, <laughs> oh, this is going to be you know great. Like if someone said to me, oh, my flowers bloomed. I want to take pictures in my backyard. I'm like, nope, we're not going to the backyard. <laughs> we're not going to do it there because if they can mm-hmm. envision the shot, then what do you need me for? And I've, I, like, I've, had, I've had two studios, right? Big ones. And I ended up getting rid of them because I just started to get bored. And I, I didn't want them to to guess what I was doing. Oh, we've got a great backdrop. I'm going to put you there. We can envision what that shot is going to be. I don't want that Mm -hmm. at all. No, I sound like a diva. No, I I really like this because it's almost like under-promising, over-delivering. Like in their head, they're thinking like, how is this even going to look good? And then when they're like, oh my gosh, like look at that. Yep. That's, and that's literally what it is. No to it. Right. And like now they're like, oh, I'm like, you know, if I'm, you know, if I, Nikki, if I 
showed you some of the places that, <laughs> that I photograph in, you're like, uh, oh my God, like I'm, you know, I'll take those in place. And there's probably like a puddle of pee, like two feet away. And so I'll say something like that. I'm like, do you care? Like, no, we trust you. Like that is literally victory for me. The minute they say, nope, we trust you. I'm like, great, because the light's beautiful here. It probably stinks, but you're going to love the picture. And they let me do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just trust me on this, I say. You know, I always, and, and even like some of the poses I do, it feels so awkward when you're in the pose and people are kind of like looking at me and I'm like, I just need you to trust me, okay? And they're like, mm-hmm. okay. Or when people have their own ideas about where they want to go and, you know, how they want me to do things, I'm like, okay, so I want you to show show me some of the photos that you really love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why of, of why you booked me. Like, show me what you love. And they'll be like, well, I love this one and this one, this one. And I'm like, okay, so if you want your photos to be consistent with the work that you see on my website and my Instagram and everything, the reason you booked me, you've got to trust me and let me do my thing. Yep. And they're like, oh, okay. And not that I'm not flexible. Like, if someone wants a certain location, I'm not going to like – you know, it's not like a never, I, I'm, but there are times when people, I'm just like, listen, if you want what you see, the reason you book me, you've got to let me do this. Right. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. Like we have to deliver, you know, customer service. So like you said, you're not mm-hmm. going to like mm-hmm. say no, but I'm really, really convincing <laughs> to say, you don't want that and you might want this better. So, so yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I think we, you know, hopefully people listen to that and really take really take it all to heart because it so much of this is confidence and self-value and just and and sometimes you just have to fake it till you make it, you know? It's like I remember the first time I I said my my prices when they were much higher than what I had ever charged before. I was like sweating bullets. Mm-hmm. You know, like in my head I'm like, "Oh my god, what am I doing?" you know? But she's like, "Okay, done." And I was like, "Oh, oh wow." And then you realize like, okay, I got this. Like I can totally do this. So it just takes time and practice and, uh, but once you, once you finally do get that confidence, it's, it's, it's life-changing. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on. You said you have a staff of 12. So I'm really, really curious about <laughs> this. Tell me, tell me more. Um, okay. So first and foremost, I don't manage them because I don't want to do that. My husband does. My husband now works in the business. <laughs> Um, so most of them work on my AW teaches website. So that is, you know, where I teach photographers. And so they, okay, gotcha. Editing and all of that. Um, and then I have someone who actually helps me with my, I guess, day to day life. (laughs) My, my main assistant, because you know what I told you that I wanted to, um, make sure I'm very personable with people. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. along with that comes a lack of proper scheduling, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. I shoot from the hip a lot. So like case in point, you know, especially with fall, um, I'm starting to stack appointments in a day, which can become, you know, really bad when you're working on locations. So I will say certain things like to a client, oh yeah, we can do it on this day. And I will just, I will just say it because I want to keep that same personal, you know, personable thing. I can, I shoot my assistant a text and then she'll say, nope, can't do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's kind of like, I always think I always tell her it's like the Jetsons. You have someone like living in your head. So (laughs) she really like keeps me, 
you know, together. I mean, of all, all oh, I need her. I, I need her. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. She, she keeps me together. And just like, even, even today, uh, my husband made dinner plans and there's a Nikon event here in Chicago. They're both at the same time, but we fixed it. But if, if it was up to me, I would just be double booked every day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, scheduling is so hard. Yeah. So the, the majority of people, um, work with my husband on the AW teacher site. And then I have two people. So two people, my main assistant and the other one helps with packing, packaging and things of that, you know, nature. Okay. So like when, with client orders, they help with that sort of thing? Oh gosh. Yeah. I don't place any orders because I, I will mess them up. <laughs> like, I, I will tell, yeah, I do all of my main editing because I like to edit. I actually like to edit, but depending on what's going on, I just can't do it. And I don't really trust a lot of people. So I needed to have someone who I can just like pass it off to. And because like, if I, I always feel like this, I don't know if you're this way. If I have to check up on you, I don't need you. Yes. And, yes. I, and my husband says that's a bad way to think, but that's kind of like how I am. If I have to double check what you're doing, then I don't need you. I need people where I can say, do this and I never have to worry about it again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the best kind of person to to work with you is is someone who just is independent and they can self-manage. I, I swear that's a lot of the reason why I resist hiring more people is because I don't want to, I have a hard time managing myself. Yeah. I do not want to manage other people. I just don't want to do it. But we have a lot of people who ask like, how do you add an associate photographer? How do you add an assistant? Like, how do you, how do you do that? And it's like everything you're saying about having someone to order the prints, to package them, to ship them. That's one of the reasons I, I shied away from prints forever is I did not want to do that. And the thought of having to train someone and manage someone to do it makes me want to crawl on a ball in the corner. Just, like, <laughs> that know, it, so. Yeah, like literally I was that way forever. And it wasn't until my husband started, you know, jumping into the business. And I was like, well, you deal with it. Because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, and so he's, he deals with it. So right now he just manages, literally yeah. just manage. I'm like, if that's what you want to do, do it. I don't want to have anything to do with it. Just, you know, if you put my name on it, make sure it oh, happens. So awesome, Audrey. So do you have anyone who shoots for you or it's just more like assistant kind of? So jobs? that is a source of contention in the work household. So to answer the question, No. And that's because of me. My husband wants me to hire other photographers, but then I'm like, well, then the personable part goes away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, we are toying with the idea. And it's just me. Like you say, I crawl up in a ball. I'm like, I don't want to do it. But we are toying, toying with the idea of having kids in the city in different cities and just have their own photographer. Well, and the fact that you branded it and it's not your name is really smart and makes it almost easier to do that. I have to tell you that story and how that happened when, if you have time. Yes, please do. Oh, you want to tell you now? <laughs> yeah. Tell, if, if you want to, oh, do you want to share gosh. it with you? Oh, it's, yes. oh, you will literally see how insane I am. So, and I know like sometimes when people see me online, they think that I'm very, very serious and I am literally the polar opposite of that. So my business used to be Audrey Willard Photography forever. That was a DBA under my corporation. And mm-hmm. so what happened was 
my at my second studio I had that for like eight years right and it had a rooftop and this is when a lot of the kids grew up and I started photographing mostly tweens because you know I started babies and they all grew up they give you word of mouth so you start to get people that same age right and Instagram started and I remember I told you I was really really stubborn and didn't want to have I just just don't conform very easily so I didn't have an Instagram I didn't start Facebook until people were well well on it so mm-hmm. finally got an Instagram had my my name Audrey Willard photographed all of these you know teenagers and I knew the you know the kids that I photographed I grew up with them so I know them so she was like can you post some of your some of my pictures on your Instagram I'm like yeah all right sure and I did that and these teenagers came in droves I'm talking droves right and on my Instagram my personal Instagram you know you had pictures but I had like glasses of wine pair of shoes you know just like it was just like really inappropriate because I was taking a lot of pictures of like alcohol so I would end, <laughs> when I was editing I was I'm a big sex in the city fan I watch sex in the city and when I was watching I'm like oh kids in the city there you go ding 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 mm-hmm. made, I love it made the Instagram and I was like all right I'm gonna put the pictures over here send your friends there Get them off of my page so I can continue to post pictures of my heels and margaritas. So they all go over there. And again, remember I told you I'm big. My marketing at this point is very much word of mouth. Well, people were calling the studio asking for kids in the city. I'm like, no, no, that's just an Instagram name. It's not it. Well, um, my daughter wants to book something with kids in the city. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So. Uh, talking to my husband, like, you've got to rebrand because you're losing clients. Because when these kids start bugging their parents, the, the parents think my daughter is, you know, insane. There's no such thing as kids in the city. So I had to completely rebrand so I can keep this new clientele coming in. So made another DBA, kids in the city, made sure that I can change my name on, you know, my Facebook page and all of that. And literally that's how that started. I love it. And and it's you're kind of in a really great place for an associate. And and part of I kind of want to encourage you to do it. I have an associate or I had an associate. I'm actually so sad right now because she um she moved from Seattle. But because when I moved from Seattle back to Michigan, I had so many Seattle clients who were like, When are you coming back? When are you coming back? Well, like we talked about, when you have little kids, it's not just like I can hop hop on a flight real quick and bust out, you know, four days of shoots and fly back. And it's just it got to be really hard and my associate shooter is someone who she watched my kids for two years, two days a week. And she's a photographer mm-hmm. at the time. I knew that she was someone I would never have to hold her hand. She was going to work it out. She was always on time. She never called in. She's reliable. She's And she's also personable, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I knew when I was ready to add an associate, she was who I would offer it to first, hands down. Because when someone watches your kids, you really get a feel for them. Right. right. <laughs> and so, and she was at my house. So I just, you know, I knew her very well. Yeah. So all I had to do is train her to pose and light in my studio exactly how I do. And it, she was already a photographer. So she knew the basics. And I'll tell you what, there's nothing like having her shoot there. So she would do, I, you know, everything is booked through me. Mm-hmm. She would do the shoot. She would call them, send them to me. I would make sure they were all good. Everything's good to go. Send them off to the retoucher. And then she would do the photo viewing. Janelle would do the photo reveal. Mm-hmm. And we would just share the profits. 
and it was amazing. And then she had she left Seattle. Oh, <laughs> it's no. very sad. But I, I will have to say though, it was something that um it was so great. And it's I'm really sad because I know I have a lot of Seattle clients waiting on me to come back and I'm just trying to work that out. But yeah. If you can find someone that you don't have to handhold, oh, Audrey, it is the best because it's it's you know basically passive income. I mean, sort of, sort of not, but when you can have two of you, it's the best. Yeah, and that's I mean because I I do have a lot of clients that have moved. Even I was just in D.C. this past weekend, and I didn't even know that that client moved to D.C. Until I was there, she's like she's following on Instagram. Oh, I'm in D.C. So um, I yeah, I just I just. Don't want to manage it. I'm just not. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. so, I'm that, that's so, hard part. I'm so like particular. I didn't realize how particular I am. I'm really, really particular, but I'm not really good at vocalizing it. I just will tell you when you messed up. I'm a whole, I'm, I would yeah. be a horrible yeah. boss. That's when my husband takes over. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like, they'll be like, you didn't tell me. I'm like, I know, but you were supposed to like understand telepathy and to know that I didn't want you to do that. So. Yeah, I just expect you to know that. Right. That, that's that me. Too hard to ask, like too much to ask. <laughs> My husband is like, um, yeah, what? Like, I can't, how would I have known that? And I'm like, I don't know. I know. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I, I, that is, that is on my short list. I just have to be convinced a bit more, but like, yeah. I know we've got all of like the notes and everything together. It's just, I have to just say, all right, let's, let's do it. I'm really well, bad at and for people listening who want to have an associate photographer or grow their team like in that way, I mean, having a name that isn't your name is kind of important in this way because of when, you know, it's hard. I have to really explain like I have I have this associate photographer. Her name is Janelle. She's amazing. She shoots just like me. She does a shoot. I do the editing. We're like a great team. Like I have to go through this whole spiel. Whereas if my name was something more broad, people wouldn't necessarily think oh I'm for sure getting Nikki mm. because it could be just like a team of photographers and you get who you get but it's consistent with what you see on the website or whatever so yeah no no you're yeah, right you're right you're could right good all right next time we talk maybe I'll have an associate photographer <laughs> I mean it sounds like like you've been so successful for so long I you know but eventually if you get to the point where you don't want to shoot then you have people shooting for you or you could even sell you, sell the business kids in the city. You know, it's like there's lots of options, right? Literally, yeah. Because I'm, I always tell people I'm on the back end of my career because I do not want to be the old photographer. Not that anything is against <laughs> that. No, no, you know. But, <laughs> but I, I, you know, we, I don't think in our industry people talk a lot about retirement, and I'm yeah. actively working towards that now. Yeah. Yeah, I am as well, actually. We we have had, like, Kitty McMeal, she was one of our, our episodes. She started her business at 60, and she is killing it. She's killing it, you know? But she loves it, and, and it's new and fresh. Whereas if you start when you're 20, 30, right. yeah. you know, by the time you get to 70, it's like, okay. You yeah. know, I don't want to still be slaying in my camera around. If I started when I was 60, then, yeah, that's different. Right. But like you said, retirement. I want to retire before I'm 50. Literally, I'm right there with you because I started in my 20s. So, like, right now, I mean, I still love it. And sometimes I have to, like, when we have team meetings, I always say, well, I still love this. Like, <laughs> like I have to convince myself. It's so funny. I'm like, I still love taking pictures. But yeah, and I want to retire at least. I mean, my realistic goal is in ten years. That's a realistic goal. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. And, and, and part of that, you know, it's so important to understand and value exactly what we talked about, your time and your money. Like Sue has these talks on the, on her website. It's um the Money Wheel of Misfortune, it's, it's called. And she just goes through all the reasons why people leak leak money. And it hit home so hard. And once I was able to shift my mentality around that, that is what is going to help me to retire mm-hmm. when I'm 50 or in my, you know, in my fifties, yeah. hopefully by the time, you know, when I'm 50, right. because the, it's, it's money management. It's not like you could have a really successful business, but still not have money management or whatever. So I'm just, that was me in my, in my heyday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was there. Trust me. I was like in debt and you know, thankfully I changed things around and it's totally different now. Yeah. But, same, you know, same. It's, it's one of those yeah. things like for people listening out there, like even if you are bringing in significant amount of money right now, you have to make sure you are managing it well. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, I even, all right. So I'm going to air my, I've never told anybody this. So and now you're, you know, you're doing it on the podcast. I love it. What I is know. It? <laughs> I, I feel like I need to get this off my chest. So because <laughs> my, we, because me and my husband, we've been together like forever. Right. So he's always, mm-hmm. he knows all my dirty laundry and he's like, you need to say this. So I'm like, I ain't saying that, but I made so much money that like around like that 2010, 20, 15 mark, you know, in between there, I spent probably everything that came into this house on Mm -hmm. handbags, shoes. I, I mean, it was so bad. I, I'm not, cause I, I literally stopped, but I was a, like a VIP at Louis Vuitton. I spent so much money (laughs) and I shouldn't laugh. I mean, I mean, I can laugh at it now, but it's so, I've got Birkins, all sorts of stuff. I spent everything that came in this house every single dime that yeah. came in and I spent it all on clothes, shoes, every, all of it. Like th- that's it. That's, that's literally what I spent it on. Like, I mean, and it got, it got so bad that my husband's like, okay, this is it. Like I was, I mean, it was, it was, I, I would walk in after I would go, you know, to um, Louis Vuitton on my, when I was in, in between shoots you know, if you're working outside and you stink, I, they would bring me in the back room and give me like these custom bags that were like, like six to 10 grand. Wow. But you know, you know, it, it sounds like, oh, great, but I didn't have anything left over. <laughs> right. I, right. Spent, I spent everything, everything that came into this house. So that's my yep. dirty laundry. Yep. It's out there. <laughs> No, I, you know what? We all have our dirty laundry. And I've talked about on this podcast before how when, when I started my business, I was in debt. And I, you know, it, 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 it finally took, honestly, it was like those, those wheels of misfortune talks. I was like, oh my God, it's like clicking now. Like I get it. I get it. But, but it is something to think about when you're an entrepreneur is the retirement factor. It's not like we get pensions. It's not like we get lifelong, you know, life insurance and health insurance and all of that. These are things we actively have to be planning for and thinking about. And because I've been so attuned to it and so aware and just really focusing on that and setting these goals for myself or when I do want to retire, I'm, I'm getting there. And, and the old me wouldn't, I would be freaking out right now you know, thinking in my forties, what am I going to do? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So yeah. it's definitely something to think about. 
Yeah, because, you know, when we're talking about confidence and things like that, if I think, you know, any any type of mismanagement can stem from confidence or lack thereof. And mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of that came from just my own insecurities that I Same. Need, yeah, I Same needed to have this. Mm-hmm. Like I, even, I was convincing myself I'm not using credit. I was using cash, girl, debit card. <laughs> like literally that's what I was doing. <laughs> so I had like no debt, but I had no money either. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, but yeah. I convinced myself that, oh, well, you don't have, you're not using credit. You're using this. And I'm, you know, now the new Audrey's like, but you don't have anything in the bank. <laughs> so, right. It, right. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was like, it all stemmed from insecurities. You go and people make you feel a certain way. And I learned yeah. a lot because I was able to apply that to my business. You know, in hindsight, yeah. Sarah. Well, in the fact that you were bringing in so much and are bringing in so much. It, it shows that the business model that you're using works really well. I mean, right. clearly, yeah. you know, and there is a need for this high end kids, teen, family type of work. I think people so, I cannot tell you, my mailman today, Audrey, said to me, there is no money in photography because he left a, a notice because my my very first business name that I registered with way back when I started my business was Nixie Photography. Nixie Photography. I thought I was being so clever because, you know, my friends call me Nick mm-hmm. and my last name started with a C. So Nixie, N-I-X-Y. Oh. Like, oh, I thought I was so clever. Like anyway, <laughs> so, so that's what I'm registered under. And when he delivered a package today, he was like, hey, is you know, I, you, you're, you get mail for Nixie photography. I just want to make sure it's not spam. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's me. He's like, are you a photographer? And I was like, yeah. And so we were just, he was like, Oh, I'm a photographer too, but there's just no money in it, which is why I'm a, you know, a postal worker. And I'm like, Oh, his name's hippie. I'm like, hippie, we need to talk about this. Like, (laughs) I was like, I got to go do a podcast recording, but next time you bring me a package, we're going to chat about how there is money in photography. You know, I'm like, you don't know who you're talking to here and you need to listen to the portrait system when you're on your route, you know? And he's like, okay, okay, I will. Yeah. But a lot of people believe there is, you know, for family photography, for kids that, you know, you can't make more than a couple hundred bucks or 400 or even... 500 is like stretching it, you know, and it's like, no, this is not true. Like there, you can make such a good living. I mean, you were buying a $10,000 Louis Vuitton back, like you are proof of it. Yeah. I think one thing too, what most people don't think about is business, right? Take photography just out of it. And, and I, I will definitely say I lucked out because I have really good business people in my life. My husband has owned his own business before he started working with me, but he had owned his own business when I met him. He had it, you know, since he was 20. My father um, is a very successful businessman. So I I was able to have a lot of that support system. So that's great. Yeah. In terms of thinking, making money in a business, there are people who have money to spend. They have disposable income. When I, Mm -hmm. when I Mm -hmm. started, I knew that I wanted to partner with high-end businesses within the city of Chicago. It was the very first thing I did out the gate. Literally how I did it. Because I'm like, all right, I want high-end clients who have the disposable income to pay my pricing, period. Goal one. Well, how are you going to do that? You're nobody. Well, what I did was researched high-end businesses who catered to the clients that I wanted to service, went there and partnered with them. I wanted their mailing list. That's what I wanted. I wanted to get on their client list so that they can legitimize me as a business when I was sucking at that point. <laughs> but that's, that was the goal. 
bring that mm-hmm. personable, you know, I looked for, a, you know, a business that was owned, you know, by a family. I, I was like, I researched all of that. And that's literally how I started and how I was able to get a high-end clientele, people who have money. Like I can take pictures from, you know, um, middle America and not that's a bad thing. That's a bad thing. But it's the same pictures, except I'm servicing people who have the disposable income to pay what I just, you know, say I want to charge. It's marketing. And I think that a lot of photographers don't market properly. They just say, hey, I'm a photographer and let's see who'll come. No, you got to figure mm-hmm. out who you're mm-hmm. servicing and then market to them. That's what I did. I didn't just hang my shingle out and say, hey, I'm taking pictures. I marketed to people specifically. And that's what I did. Yeah. So smart. It's so smart. Well, you have given so much amazing information today. Thank you so much. No, thank you. I hope I didn't ramble too much. No, it was perfect. I actually have more, a couple more questions. I always ask people the same questions at the end uh, mm-hmm. of each podcast episode. Sure. And the first one is, what is something you cannot live without when you're doing a photo shoot? My 85 millimeter 1.4 lens. In fact, oh, nice. I have six of them. But I have one that is my favorite. It's almost like Michael Jordan. He wears his, he used to wear his um, North Carolina shorts under his jersey. So <laughs> I, I have my favorite one that I have had since my now 20, how old is he? Oh, he's 20. Okay. My now 20 year old son was in seventh grade. I will, I just have to use that lens. Awesome. I love the 85 too. I have a Canon 85, but. Yeah, it's it's the best, especially outdoors. It's harder in my studio. Yeah, well, I had a small studio, but mm-hmm. yeah, cool. Okay. Um, second question is, how do you spend your time when you're not working? Wow, how do I spend my sleeping? <laughs> um, and, <laughs> um, sleep well, sleeping and eating with my. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty much what I do. I mean, and just, I I hang with my family. I'm I'm so yeah. boring. I'm boring. But that's what I do. I mean, sounds good to me. Sleeping, hanging with my family, eating. Yeah, that's life basically. <laughs> <laughs> like literally that, that that's life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, number 3, what is your favorite inspirational quote? Okay. So, this is what this is actually one of my favorite quotes that I say a lot and it stems from the fact that when someone when especially when I started my business it just looked like I didn't put a lot of work into it. And you were just like taking a picture. So it's by Charles Mingus and it's making the simple complicated is commonplace. Making the complicated, simple, awesomely simple. That's creativity. That's my favorite quote. Nice. I like that. I haven't heard that. Yeah. That's my favorite quote. Cool. Yeah. I love it. All right. And last question is, what would you tell people who are just starting out? Oh, that's a loaded one. (laughs) I would say, A, figure out who you are as a person and be proud of who you are and how you approach the world and how you think of things. Your way is always going to be the right way. That would be my first thing because that will help you really hone into how you run your business and you will be very confident in the choices that you make because they're your own and you won't second guess yourself. The second thing I would say, niche down, find something you love and stick with uh, it. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
be the best yeah. at, you know, uh, I always say with wedding photographers, the best wedding photographers are the ones who just shoot weddings. That's what they do. Yeah. Yep. That's so true. So true. When I niched down to personal branding, it was like, that was when my business really took off. For mm-hmm. sure. Yep. And just like you, you're the go-to. You're the go-to for high-end kids. Right. And I was going to say with just, you know, with branding, I can't really take a good branding picture. I'm serious. And it's not like my, like friends will say it to me and they just don't look right (laughs) at all. It's like not my wheelhouse. You know what I mean? And and it seems like, oh, well, it's, it's, you know, it's still a form of portrait. So I'm like, no, it takes a different sector of your brain to get the picture that someone is hiring you for. If you don't do that, then you're just, just giving them a snapshot. Yep. Yep. It's so true. Yep. Well, thank you again. Oh, one more question. Where can people find you online if they're looking for you? My website is katcteens.com on Instagram, Kids and the City. And my face, I'm not on Facebook too much, but that's Kids in the City. I think it shows up like that, but that's where they can find me. And then I have um, a teaching site, awteaches.com. That's me. Sweet. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And hopefully we'll get to meet one day. That would be awesome. I'm sure maybe maybe WPPI next year or something we'll see each other. Yeah. Awesome. Definitely. Definitely. Thanks. Very cool. Thanks for having well, me. Thank you again, Audrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I will see you online soon. You take care, okay? Thanks. You too. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge, plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.